Hey, what's going on there, motos? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Turning on to Broad Street from Lincoln Ave. It's 8 p.m. Today's the 6th of March, 2022. I'm tired and I'm sore. But... As I do each and every day, I strive. Strive to kick ass and take names. Strive to put points on the board for the good guys. Strive to make people laugh and smile. Tell my stories and amuse people and listen and inform and anything I can do. Anything I can do to help. And so, I feel good, you know? I feel good about my contribution to, to this world, to my community. There's a lot of people I really care about. Proud to know them. feel like as human beings we have one of the real honors we have, the real privileges we have, is that we can interact, we can listen to one another and smile at one another and I mean it's not that other mammals don't do this or other creatures don't interact in their own way, but as a top of the food chain creature that we can have all these experiences and these emotions, even even the bad ones. <clears throat> it's kind of a privilege, you know, to experience these things in this thing called life, this wild ride. Let's see what happened today. I got a topic. Let's discuss it. You know, we could always talk about <clears throat> a slow but increase in the COVID cooties rates, and probably the inevitability that we're going to have to mask up again and do whatever. Again, you know, China is reportedly having a very difficult time. Again. What does Europe has, what does that mean for us, the good old U.S., you know? The rates rise and they fall, and once they once they fall, it's like the coast is clear. You wipe the sweat from your forehead, and you just you know fuck it. Hey, let's go back out and do everything. It's actually remarkable, as I have stated previously, remarkable that we are so adaptable. Even if we feel like we've all gotten our ass kicked for the past couple, two three years, <coughs> it is remarkable that we can just, okay, things change now, okay, it's it's safe for us to go out and about, don't need to wear masks anymore, don't need to talk about all the shit that dominated our attention, fucking COVID cooties for so many years, 
Or we could talk about the, uh, the war in Ukraine. Had a, you know, all over the news right now is this town called Buka. Yes, yes. Where there are atrocities were reportedly carried out. You know, some of these cities in um, in Ukraine, once the Russians withdrew, they left behind you know, bodies and equipment, damage, destruction, especially on their way out, you know? It's like, aha, okay, we're going to give this back to you, but not only after we fuck it up. <clears throat> Come back to your house, we burned it down, sort of thing. So we've got um, Ukraine, the president of Ukraine, the, the entity that is Ukraine is asserting that it's my understanding that they're asserting that these atrocities were carried out by the Russians, and the Russians are claiming that it's like a false flag operation or a, you know, a ruse that, you know, it's staged, that they threw these bodies in the street and burned a swastika on them and shit like that, I had a guy, a grown man tell me today, man of perhaps 65 almost 70 years tell me he doesn't know what to believe anymore. <clears throat> we can go back to that reality that uh, that much of the damage that has been that is evident you know societally mentally, emotionally culturally over the past several years is that not not done by the virus itself but the misinformation and disinformation that has gone viral so yeah people aren't sure <clears throat> what happens who's to blame all of our hearts to go out to Ukraine because they're the ones who've been invaded and we would like to say that And like to believe that everything that's happening in this war, that the Ukrainians are, are on the side of good because they got to do whatever they got to do to survive, right? And I believe that on some, to a large degree. They didn't ask for this. I read an article <clears throat> earlier in the week about how <clears throat> there were um, people that gave the Russians, the Ukrainian people provided the Russians some muffins or something like that and they had poisoned them so a bunch of them died or got really sick that's crazy man the whole thing is a mind fuck it's unfortunate man it's really unfortunate and you gotta wonder where it goes you know general yesterday said it's likelihood that this is a protracted war. It's going to go on for, for years. Can you imagine this just ending? The only one who really has the power to end it now is Putin. Just command his forces to withdraw and 
go back and pick up the pieces. You know, that's what happens when you fuck with me sort of thing. And that's the message he wants to send. <clears throat> As a result, there's going to be uh, all the countries in that area, in the Baltics, Germany, you know, in all, in all of Europe, are going to be on high alert. They're going to fortify with their weapons, and they're going to invite us back into that area. Already I hear, I've read that uh, these high-level military officials are recommending that, you know, countries in that vicinity that we're allies with, that they would build these bases and we would come and occupy them and train troops. And So if Putin wanted to decrease our presence, the Western presence, the European presence in that area, <clears throat> this is having the exact opposite effect. So I don't understand what his strategy is here. I don't understand what's going on. What's happening here. But again, we can only control really what's in our midst. I'm a good person. Try to help. Try to understand. Try to inform. When we have that luxury, that's that's what we should be doing. There's a lot of people around belly aching about small things. I saw somebody... Uh, <clears throat> Who the hell was it? Some high-profile guy said something like, uh, oh, was it Michael Bay? Like the director of action films and stuff. I think it was Michael Bay. He said, uh, or somebody like that, he said, I don't really care if Will Smith smacks somebody at the Oscars when babies are being blown up in Ukraine. And that's true, man. Like that whole luxury that we have to have our little dysfunction, the things that, that are so important to us right now. Likely, similar things were, were important to these Ukrainian folks before the shit hit the fan there, right? And now they're... You know, imagine the road that I'm driving on right now, that there were <clears throat> blockades and tanks roaming around and bombs being dropped and smoke rising from ruins you imagine your own town becoming a war zone the thing is we can imagine these things because how many stories how many books, how many movies how many Netflix shows feature violence and destruction and the concepts of warfare <clears throat> we love this sort of stuff on some level we do is the visceral component of it. We like the um, we like the drama on some level. We can't shun it. When you think of that about this, I'm, I'm actually listening to an audible book right now. It's called Swan Song. It was recommended to me. It's a post-apocalyptic novel similar to um, the Stephen King's The Stand and it's damn good, you know, I don't necessarily like to, well, I guess I do like to turn my attention to these sorts of things, 
why is it that I <clears throat> I find this interesting and a good storyline when it's a totally you know, derogatory subject matter? Why would I be interested in this? <clears throat> but it's really good. It's talking about you know different characters. They're normal, everyday folks with their strengths and their weaknesses and their flaws and all that stuff. And interesting, not so interesting people. And then uh, shit hits the fan and nuclear war strikes and all kinds of craziness ensues. The hell would I want to listen to that? It's actually really good. I just watched, I just finished up the series Chernobyl. It's a five-part series, like five hours. I, I might have mentioned this already. But it was pretty damn, it was good. And they said that this is a good documentary to watch because it it demonstrates the mindset in the Soviet Union you know, back in, I think this was the 90s, the 80s or 90s that this happened. <clears throat> And uh, just, it's still kind of relevant today. This seems to be what Putin wants to reestablish, you know, this society, communism, and uh, just people just doing what, do what I say, don't know what I do. <clears throat> very, very interesting. So, <clears throat> I said we couldn't, yeah, we could talk about the normal everyday news items, right? So, so far I've talked about this, the uh, Will Smith smack and the war in Ukraine, and <clears throat> might as well talk about the pizza parlor murders, right? Pizza parlor murders, I went to my family doctor yesterday for my annual checkup, and I'm all systems go. Gonna work on my cholesterol a little bit, and I shall. But the uh, <clears throat> I'm driving over there, and I'm taking these back roads, Hilltown Pike and 152. That intersection on the right, as you're going into Chalfont, this is the location of that pizza parlor murders. All right couple that partners, and I guess boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband, wife, paisans from the old country, ran this, you know, live in this beautiful community, an affluent community, running a pizza parlor, some sort of domestic issues, she wound up shooting them and wrapping them in a comforter and a tarp, and there's a fucking no shit, there is a freshly dug hole, seven foot long and three foot wide and three foot deep. <clears throat> right on that turn. It's like, Jesus Christ, you're going to burn him right in the front yard? Fucking lunatic, man. People are crazy, right? This is how we can imagine, you know, hol nuclear holocaust or, you know, post-apocalyptic stuff because we're surrounded by these sorts of traumas human condition, the crazy motherfuckers that are out there, the, it's 
reason is helps you make sense of good versus evil. You know, how those concepts are so ingrained in our society because yeah, you can't find really any other can't make sense of it any other way. <clears throat> My throat's scratchy because I've been talking all day. Hey, you know fucking what is happening is that their people are getting the shits. There's a lot of stomach fucking flu, maybe norovirus or whatever the fuck that is. N-O-R-O virus. That's going around. And a bunch of folks uh, declare that this is what they're dealing with. Having the shits, you know. So you got to be careful with that stuff. close with this. Talking to somebody today, we did some workouts last Saturday, and a friend reported to me that there was pain in the shoulders, the front of the shoulder slash chest. If you take your you take your hand and touch yourself, well, don't touch yourself. Or touch yourself, whatever you want to do. Palpate the area where your shoulder meets your chest. Okay, like right above, superior to the armpit. That area is right where your pectoralis muscle, all right, your chest muscle, big chest muscle, pec major. It goes from your sternum all the way over to your shoulder and attaches there. Right? And then there's other muscles like the deltoid is what gives the shoulder its nice, round, powerful shape. And even the biceps attaches up there near the shoulder, so it's a complex area with a lot going on, attaching to the most mobile joint in the body, the glenohumeral joint. <clears throat> when you do push-ups, I'm going to give you some uh, tips here. So let's say we're going to start out doing push-ups, we haven't done them in a while. I use the phrase sensory motor amnesia. So this is a specific phenomenon that occurs when sustain an injury, and then you just kind of shut off, you block that body part out. You got a kid, falls down, skins her knees, twists her ankle, and they hold it, and you put a ice on it, or put a band-aid on it, and the kid, the kid doesn't want to touch it. Adults do this stuff too. We injure ourselves, and then it becomes my bad knee, my bad back, my bum shoulder, my TMD, temporomandibular dysfunction, whatever. And then they just they just decide that this is a problem that they have, and a lot of times it, it can be accurate, but sometimes it's just like it's part of their life. It becomes like their diagnosis, their uh, <clears throat> their physical or mental impairment. You know what I mean? We all do this. Okay, I'm not pointing anybody out in particular, but uh, sensory motor amnesia. So because we don't want to feel, because it's a painful area, we don't want to feel that. And so we don't use that part of the body as readily. So if my knee, if I blew my knee out, quote unquote, in high school, then that bad, that, you know, I, it's my excuse. That's for me to talk about and tell everybody about 
my knee, how it's never the same, so I couldn't possibly exercise or do anything like that. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> that's just one example. We have to be able to um, imagine ourselves, uh, and we have, to, we have to do some sort of therapy, whether it's exercise on our own, whether it's physical therapy, chiropractic, it's really what we're doing in physical medicine is we're retraining areas that um, the body has and mind have disconnected with. Rehabilitating things, turning off the pain, improving the mobility, improving the function. That's what my job is. But this happens to everybody. That's why it's important to stretch and exercise. You know, I had a guy in today, he's a painter. He's been painting. Um, before that, he did some hard work around a meatpacking plant and <clears throat> had some injuries. Fell off a ladder, broke his leg. So he's been limping around. He's had some, uh, for decades, and he's got some, as a consequence, he's got some <clears throat> arthritic change in these knee, in his knees and his joints, his hips. I'm trying to get him moving and encouraging him. He basically admits that he hasn't done anything. I said, you stretch it all. You know, he's a painter. Just him, solo painter. So he has these postures that he assumes and these repetitive motion motions that he, he assumes all the time, daily, weekly. Imagine doing the same thing over and over and over again. There's consequences for that. So I'm illustrating to him some stretches. He hasn't been stretching, been doing anything for a long time. Back to the push-ups. <clears throat> if you're first starting out doing push-ups, you might want to start by doing a push-up on a wall or using a railing, like a horizontal, sturdy railing is a good piece of gear for you to, to utilize. And what you will do is you bevel yourself against that wall, against that railing, uh, against that picnic table. And when I say bevel, you're just going to kind of lean into it, grab the top of the table, and keep your one straight line from the back of your head to the back of your heels. And as you can hear, I'm just pulling into the fucking Oberst household here. So, um, one straight line from the back of your head to the back of your heels. You are beveling. You are, in so doing, you're taking some of the pressure off. Imagine leaning against your car, all right, which has a little bit of an angle to it. So you're leaning into your driver's side of the car. Grab the top of the door jam or the or the top of the window with the window open, and you you do push-ups. All right, you lean into it and you push back up. You ease down. You squeeze up. When you do so. Um, you're going to feel a distinctive force squeeze in your chest and also in your arms, namely your tricep, the three-part muscle in the back of your upper arm. Chest and your tricep produce those, <clears throat> those movements of a push-up or a bench press. So when you do that, I want you to pay attention to your elbow, the angle that you bend your, your elbow. Um, I, it's kind of easier to show you, but I want you to imagine that you put your hands out in front of you 
and and you do a, like a mock push-up, you'll see that your elbow is going to um, your elbow is going to bend, and your pointy part of your elbow is going to project out forward, as it, you're in the down part portion of the movement, right? Or I can even grab my steering wheel here and lean into it, and you'll see that your elbows go out to the side as they bend. Now what I want you to do is take those arms and rest them rather than than your arms straight out touching the steering wheel. I want you to let your arms fall into your into your to your sides. And now I want you to lean into the into the steering wheel. So you can I always do my push-ups with my arms close to my side. It's a strategy that I developed when I was in the core because you're doing a lot of push-ups. So my arms are strong enough that I can use my tricep as well as my chest. Chest is the bigger muscle, the pec is the bigger muscle. But you want to find, if you, again, start with your arms straight ahead and then lean into the steering wheel with, and the elbows will bend to the side versus arms to the side, let them rest against your torso and then lean in. You want to find a happy medium between those two. All right? If you do so, you're going to find the safest uh, posture for you in doing push-ups. When we do uh, push-ups for the first time in a long time, you're going to be sore, and you're going to be sore right in the shoulder and chest, right where I told you to palpate. All right. And if it's symmetric, chances are, all right, so are both sides are sore. Chances are it's DOMS or delayed onset muscle soreness, and that is a type of uh, indicating that that you work that area good. And as long as there's no um, incredible pain or clicking, popping, or instability there, your body will usually tell you, then it's a good thing, all right? Because you are working those, that area that, that you intended to work, and it's going to leave you long and strong. There's a variety of stretches you can do to work that shoulder. Um, you can do a doorway stretch where you basically make your arms like a field goal, and you put your, your hands against the door frame and you lean in. I prefer, however, <clears throat> standing next to a wall, putting my hand flat on the wall, and lunging forward. You know, lunging, standing next to a wall to my left. I take my left hand and bring it out perpendicular to my body, and then I lunge forward along the wall, and I feel a really good, safe stretch in my chest and shoulder. So you work that out. Try picnic table push-ups, okay? If you are really strong, well, you can... Um, and you practice with a push-up, you can put your feet up on the tabletop and put your hands on the ground. If you're like the rest of us, well, you need to start somewhere. Put your hands on the tabletop, one straight line from the back of your head to the back of your heels, and then knock out sets of 10. And then stretch. Spend time stretching and warming up. Do some arm circles, okay? And do some throw your arms across your chest. <clears throat> and then... Um, as you progress, you can go down to the seat. All right, you gotta watch out. There's farts and boogers and probably some chewing gum underneath that seat. But you can, now you're lower, so it's harder for you to do the work, but still easier than it would be if you were just on the ground doing push-ups, right? Full product. I want you guys to think about that. I think we could all improve our push-ups and our form is something we can learn about and um, develop strategies to work um, smarter, not harder, but a little bit of soreness is a good thing. That means 
that we've done some work in the area intended and our body is going to take that hopefully and become stronger all right as long as we take the time to rest all right so now you know how to do a push-up now you got a little update on the all the tar terrible things that are happening in this world today and you also know my two cents about you got to be fucking good motherfucker right you got to be help helpful and happy and thankful and have gratitude <clears throat> each and every day even if you feel like shit and the fucking sky is falling chicken little because truly there are people not too far away that are living some friggin' very terrible fragile lives and it's not of their choosing right they're getting taken it right up the butthole and we're complaining about traffic and gas prices and um, stupid shit like that right so sometimes it can be hard because we have to play the hand we're dealt and right now I've got to worry about getting my dinner in in my gullet at 8.30 at night and uh, getting my clothes out for a busy day tomorrow you know that's my stress right now we're finishing up these wood carvings over here <clears throat> or getting my pansies in the flower boxes or whatever the fuck you know what I mean clean my dog pisses in the fucking on the carpet Get, oh somebody go get the fucking anyway I'm getting tired I'm rambling now but love and respect alright you guys have any questions about push ups you got any questions about problems of the world and solutions all you can do is your fucking best okay put a smile on your face put fire into the asses of the masses in the most figurative positive way huh!